Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team. Hi, it's season six, episode seven of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, John Steggles from Merchester. Uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, hello. And Gilly from Italy. Hello. John, what's the weather like in in in, in the Midlands? It is Midlands, um, isn't it? East Midlands, it is grey and it is rainy. Right, which is pretty much the same in, 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 in London. Um, Gilly, is it any better in Italy? It's a very sunny, warm day. I must making, say. making us jealous. <laughs> um, let's talk about... So we played... Um, we kicked off the uh, Champions League um, adventures for this season on Wednesday. Um, Olympiakos away. Um, to paraphrase or to quote even, um, something I saw on Twitter from your good self, Gilly, um, a decent result arrived at badly. I think that sum- sums up Wednesday perfectly. Perfect. Uh, yes, well, I, well, obviously I, I thought it did, or else I wouldn't have written it. I mean, I think two-two away. To, I thought they were a good side, yeah. and I was expecting a tough, uh, a tough game. They've got a good record, from what I hear. I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I think they've got a good record against not just English clubs. I remember them beating Juve as well a few seasons ago. Of course, it might be different players, whatever. I mean, we weren't very good, were we? We were on the back foot for nearly the whole game. They were much too fast and uh, aggressive for us. Um, having said that, though, I did think the last 15 minutes or so, we started to play, play a bit better, small uh, mercies, I suppose, and controlled controlled the game. The, the only other thing I would say was I was a bit surprised what Potch said after. Because I, looking at it, I thought we'd gone there in ye olde uh, European terms to quieten the crowd keep it tight and then sort of take control of the game as you go on but it seemed like he was very disappointed we weren't fast and aggressive mm-hmm. like we've been at palace so so that sort of put a very different spin on it after because i thought oh well i suppose it hasn't come off but you know that's what he's tried to do but he hadn't even tried to do that yeah yeah i was um yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I think that your quote sums it up perfectly. I, I, I thought the result beforehand, if somebody told me the first game, go there and get a point, I would take that. Um, I think overall, having watched both teams over the 90, I think a point was a fair result. Um, particularly given that the f- even when even when, when we were 2-0 up, I don't think we, we were particularly great then and, and deserving of that, of that lead. Um, and if you look at the overall, you know, we've got six um, group ma- group games. Um, and I think if you get a point away from home against Olympiacos and Red Star Belgrade, and then you win the reverse fixtures at home, you're pretty much qualified. And that's not taking into account what may or may not happen in two games at, at, over, over Bayern. So four points from those two games is, is good. And we've got a point, you know, contra- contrast that to a, a, a year ago, we kicked off our Champions League 
campaign, you know, a, a draw is a credible result. What's disappointing is the performance. That's I think was you know there were there were things which I saw on on Wednesday. I don't think Ericsson had his best game. Um, I thought that whilst I don't think he had a bad game, you've got to question why Sanchez was playing at right back again. And I don't think that that cost us necessarily, but um, it's it, you're. We're weaker as a, as a result of it. We, we we don't have the balance that that um, it's missing. You know, Sanchez when he played right back against Arsenal defensively, he was all over the place. I can't fault him defensively the other night, but offensively, he he he's not he's not somebody who can who can you know, bring the ball forward on on, on from from the right hand side, get crosses in the way that an Uriah or KWP or whoever else might be able to do. That's not in his makeup, and I, and I think we suffered a lot. We just didn't have the balance on 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 the right hand side. That I I, I question that decision, um, particularly as Jorge uh, didn't travel, and then you you would have thought that that would have meant that Walker Peters would have started. Yeah, he was on the bench. And I'd that, agree. I'd agree. Mm. I'd agree. I mean, especially as you, you could, there's a, a slim argument from being one of the ma- man of the matches at um, Crystal Paris. Um, that's Oria. I thought we had a good game against Palace, yeah. and we had some of that swagger. Because and, and to to play Sanchez when you saw his weaknesses in that position again, I think was criminal. I don't understand that. I really don't understand that at all. Um, a, a very very odd decision. Very very odd decision for me. Um, the problem is how we play well if you're playing if we want to play with two with the four at the back our, the full backs need to push on and Sanchez just wasn't able to he it, when he was forward you can't he, he's not that player he's not that player he's not regressing I still think he's going to do a good job for us at centre back and I still think there's a player there but he isn't a right back this isn't Ajax of the 70s this isn't total football he's got a recognised position and I think he needs to stick to it and Poch needs to stick to playing the players in position and playing who are in form and Aurea was in form uh, but overall I, I, you like to say point is not a bad result we should have been faster we should have been more aggressive on to the next one what was the view from the stands like Jav what was it the was stadium dumb, like? it was good it was a really cr- cracking atmosphere um, uh, the the Olympiacos fans were, were vocal um, uh, they as is sort of customary, it seems, with away games in Europe, um, we were positioned behind. There was a big net in front of us, so we were watching through um, the net essentially. Heaven knows why, because I, I I don't know how that's gonna. Um, one, our fans aren't badly behaved, and two, even if we are, I don't know how the the the, the, the fact that there's a net there is gonna prevent any trouble. Um, but it was. A, is it for projectiles? And I don't think it's to do with Tottenham fans in particular. Maybe there's other fans yeah, that are, yeah. you know, prone for things things on the pitch. And also, they had that big display thing that goes up at the front. Was it anything to do with being connected to that? I, or were I you at the other I, end? We, we were at the other end. Do you, what, do you, do you mean uh, before kick-off? Yeah, there was the, that uh, the animation. Mural, yeah, the mural of yeah. whatever. Was it players marching onto the pitch? I was, do you whatever? know what? I was, as soon as I saw that, um, fans around me are shouting, oh, what the fuck is that? I thought it was bloody impressive. It um, looked great. Do- it looked great. Dortmund do it as well, don't they? Yeah. They have that ability. What, maybe something we should adopt. Um, the giant cockerel. 
perhaps. I mean, it, it, it just looked. I just thought, you know, it looked. It looked. It looked good. It, it looked sort of three D and. Um, but um, yeah, no, cracking little stadium. Um, but on the what was the capacity? Oh, now you're Sorry, testing me. Spot. I think it, I don't think it was huge. I think it was about you know sort of thirty forty thousand. Okay. Type. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a decent stadium. Um, good, good atmosphere from from our fans from from there, particularly in the first half from from their fans too. Uh, I, I I like I said I, I think the the result itself is fine. But it's just, I think, the, the way we played and some of the question marks. It's the fact that we went two 0 up again, and then we and, and allow a team to, to to come come back. It's the fact that we couldn't hold on to a lead. There is a question later in the running order about that, and 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 uh, more recent games, shall we say, where we've not held on to a lead. Um, it's those sorts of things. It, it's the fact that again, I don't think it cost us, but it's you know why did why was Sanchez starting at right back if it was a question of giving him um an opportunity to play and you're managing and Pochettino talked earlier on about managing the squad and, and keeping players happy um and maybe there was an element of that maybe there was an element of if he plays at right back he can learn the art of playing right back and he can he can help with his development as a, as a center back all of those things possibly but it still doesn't escape from the fact that he isn't a right back. It he can't give us that. He's not able to, you know, get, get to the byline, cross the ball, etc. He and and why was Walker Peters on 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 the bench? Why did Walker Peters travel all that way to be on the bench and not to be in the starting lineup when when Uriah was left at home? Um, that again raises question marks about Walker Peters and his future at Spurs. Which you up until a few weeks ago you would have said, oh, Walker Peters got he's he's played a few games. This could be maybe his season. Where and now I'm, I I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. He wasn't even on the bench yesterday. I don't think. Walker no, that's Peters. correct. He wasn't. No, no. And then you know, just completely out frame. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't even a case if he's picked up a late injury or anything like that. So I, that's a slight concern as well. Was it a good trip though? You had a good time. It was a good trip. Yep, good time. Um, first time, the first time in Athens. Nice place, nice city. Um, and and like I said, I'm not too the, the result itself. I can I can live with um, the performance a, a tad disappointing. Um, but you know, there's there's plenty of games ahead of us. I'm I'm still fairly confident, despite maybe some of our shortcomings um, uh, that we have displayed this season. I'm, I'm still confident that we can we can get out of the group um yeah good result but if we're talking about results that perhaps aren't so good um let's talk about yesterday i've been thinking and trying to come up with some kind of witty analogy or or metaphor for what happened yesterday and the only thing i could think of was that it's bollocks um again weird substitutions weird decisions players not turning up um um we should be talking about how the fuck did harry kane score that goal yeah um and we're not we're probably going to discuss var the substitutions um performance and it's just such a pity uh that i don't know how kane got that ball in the back of the net I, I, i genuinely 
part of me thinks, well, he's it, people accuse him of dying, diving. So if he's going down, how can he score? And he's been working on those sorts of things during training to get it in there. Uh, yeah, the hell of a goal, unbelievable. And um, we we would. As a, the first half, I thought we played really well. I thought, yeah. good result. We're going to get something out of this. We're going to do really well. And the second half, Leicester turned turned up. <clears throat> Wanyama was put on for whatever reason. Mora was probably put on as well and possibly too late, possibly needed at all. There's an argument not to make any substitutions in that game at all and just try and see it out because we, they weren't really threatening us. Why Ericsson didn't play? What's going on with Deli Ali? Where's Eric Dyer? Just a, a raft, a raft of questions coming out of that game, I think. But yeah, yeah. bollocks. Bollocks is the only word that I can think of. I, I think that it, it was the opposite of the um, Olympiacos game to some degree, in that I think the result wasn't good. You know, we... we um, give me... We could have potentially, if we'd won the match, we would have we would have gone second for a bit. Um, obviously, we would have dropped back into third. Um, as it is, we've got nothing, and and and, and it, I know it's early days, but a gap starts to form amongst the teams around you. And you also find teams like Leicester, um, mm. West Ham, possibly t- t- today um, ab- ab- above us. Um, and and also, I don't think I think we deserve the least a point. I think. So the, for me, the result wasn't great. The performance, I didn't think, was too bad. I don't think... I've seen a lot of people melt down. Um, I don't think... Particularly in the first half, I thought there were some positives. Um, I thought Lamella had a very good game first half. I thought Winks had a good game. Sissoko, um, those three in particular, particularly um, Lamella. And Kane's goal, I think that was just instinctive. That was just superb. What's, what a player. What a player. I mean, that's another goal, another a different type of goal that he's added, added to his uh, repertoire. Um, what, a, what a superb player um, and then second half I'd say that whilst Leicester played a lot better than they did in the first half for me the, the real turning point was not the substitutions and we'll, and we'll talk about them in a bit but it, it was the, the VAR goal that, that wasn't given the one for us which to me a rear strike it, it was fine I, I don't I, Son was what two, a few millimetres offside That's to me that's that's ridiculous if you're going to be, if you're going to be nitpicking those sort of fine margins. And as soon as that was disallowed, I, David Fornell, who was with me, um, said to me that that's, that could be a turning point, and it proved to be that, that yeah. Leicester really then afterwards had a real spring in their step. Yeah. I, I agree with both of you. I thought first half I was really pleased. I thought we played very well. We were really fast, aggressive, and as you often do after the bad performance in uh, Athens. They sort of really stepped it up. I agree with you as well. I thought Lamella was really excellent. I, I, they had a good period. They had good periods of pressure second half, and and they looked what they are. They are a very decent side, that, and that's a tough game because they are they're a good side, and we're away from home. But I, I also thought, like you, I thought the VR VI, VAR thing was the complete changing. Uh, like like lots of people, I think it was a complete changing point of the of the whole game. But also. I thought before they went 2-1, I thought we were playing really well again and looked and looked like we were, were in control of things again. I think the problem is, as, as you've both alluded to, that this isn't just a one-off. This is you know, a bit of a habit since going back to last January and February. But on the day, it was a close game, close, exciting game between two good sides. 
and you know the bounce of the ball and 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 VAR went against us. Mm. You know, and that that happens. But I, I'm I'm not too worried about yesterday on its own. I am a bit worried about you know fullbacks and a decent mix in midfield. But it's like, like we've said lots of times, it's going to take time. You know, to to sort this all out. I'm not so sure. That it's easy to go back to last year and say, look, we let these games go. We didn't win away from home for ages. But I also think yesterday was, under Arsenal, there were very, very good signs, I thought. It's not perfect. There are problems. But we look a very good side still. Yeah, and, and maybe maybe that's maybe there are good signs um, that perhaps weren't there earlier in this calendar year. I, just to bring that up, so obviously we haven't won away from home since... Um, since January, end of January, I've said this countless times on the pod, and I'll continue to say it until, until that changes against Fulham. Um, the only teams I think off the top of my head that we've beaten in the calendar year away from home are Tramier in the Cup right at the start of January, um, and Dortmund and Ajax away. Um, only those two. <laughs> but... Um, and, and, and also our Premier League record in, in the calendar year 2019, since the 1st of January, we've played 24. We've drawn four of those, won 10, lost 10. So, yes, overall, it maybe maybe we've been poor earlier in this calendar year, you know, last season towards the end of it, and maybe there, there are more positive and encouraging signs when you consider, like you said, Gilly City away, even yesterday, and maybe the ball didn't fall for us, etc., with, with, with the VAR decision. Um but at some point, that needs to translate itself into into points and into wins, and 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 into a situation where you know we are winning away from home and we start to put a run together, and and we're not looking at a the overall picture being depressing and gloomy because at the moment it is uh, somewhat. Um, it's something Eric, we were very good at in past seasons. Yeah, going away, not being particularly amazing, and and getting results yeah. you know, under Jatino been particularly good at it like our defensive record but yeah no you're right the, obviously we've got to get points at some some stage the the selection john you mentioned about um ericsson now i'd argue that um even with the players we we picked we should have enough strength and depth and, and enough qu- quality to, to to win that match that being said why wasn't he picked um, yeah, I, 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 I've got no idea. And there was times on the pitch that they were they were almost looking or wanting those kind of balls that Ericsson would put in. Yeah. And Dombele had an OK game. I think he just needs to, to work himself into some kind of formal fitness. Um, yeah. But he's not... Eric- the good thing for me about him, Dombele, everything he looked to do was positive and move that ball forward. Yeah. Um, there, there's arguments that Winks uh, plays it sideways and backwards too often, but yeah. I thought Winks was excellent yesterday. I thought he he dom- dominated that, and him and him and Madison, it was there was a great contrast between the two. Mad- Madison's sort of trying to pick up that Deli Alley role, I think, and Winks is trying to look for that that controlling the midfield option. They're different players, but they yep. contrasted each other well. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to know what's going on with Dyer because that. Well, I, I, it, I have got no idea. And Delhi, even Delhi's body language, and and recently, in the well, I know he hasn't played because he had a hamstring injury. But if you look at the videos and stuff that are coming out of the club, he he, he doesn't seem happy. I don't know if the, the some of the problems that we had when Pochettino came in of um, players who are thinking they're too big for their boots has happened, 
and Poch is 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 doing the same he did to those ones when he came in, sidelining, marginal them, saying you're not going to play if you're going to be like that. I don't know, mm. but it's concerning that we've got players that we used to rely on and were seen as good and were dependable uh, are now not performing and are not in the side. Well, maybe that. that... Sorry, go on. Okay, like, I was just say maybe that maybe that should that should just be a wake up wake up call to, to us as fans and hopefully to Pochettino that yeah, that, that a rebuild needs to t- take take place and, and 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 it's time that we we're not so dependent on those players because we we can't be really because you know for whatever reason they're not they're not performing and, and I would and, agree too. and we need to start to look at dare I say it somebody like Madison to come in yes for Christian I'd Erickson. love Madison in our side our 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 problem is and and is that Daniel Levy, who, if we need to shift these players, is going to be looking for a premium on them, and we're not—we potentially might not be able to sell them because he wants to recoup too much money on them, and that might be our problem. I going thought Ericsson forward. didn't play yesterday because he was so awful in Athens, to be honest. And he went—he went to a three yesterday in midfield, and I thought Lamena, like we've said, I thought Lamena was was really good uh, mm. the first half and was very creative. Yeah. I didn't think we really missed to what Ericsson's giving us at the moment in the first half. Maybe maybe could have taken a bit more control, playing a bit deeper than Lamella's second half. But again, you know, these are these are easy, easy things to say at the moment. I don't think Ericsson on his form warrants a place, to be honest. I think Lamella's generally playing better. I'd like to know what's happened to Dyer as well, because we seem to have completely gone away from a, an anchor midfielder. Which maybe was, that's what he wants to do, but who knows? I know we're not going to have this offhand, but I'd love to know the last time that Eric Dyer actually started for us or played. I can't a game. even think of it. I can't no. even start started or, or came off the bench. Well, came off the bench. I, I, I've got a dim recollection of him in the Champions League or to the tail end of last season coming on. I have a feeling he, but, start, he started against Everton on the on the on the final day of the season. Okay, but yeah, he just I, seems not, to. Have, Disappeared. So, okay, so Eric Dyer, um, I, I, the Daily Mail, Daily Express, The Sun, some of our finest tabloid papers. Um, so I wouldn't maybe read too much into them, but they're oh, all. Can I just check, Jav? You are taking the piss there when you say that, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I, I did say. I, I, I did. Oh, okay. I did qualify it with saying <laughs> don't, don't read too much into to, to, to it. But they, um, they're all reporting today that Manchester United are planning a, a double swoop on. On, on us for both Lucas Mora and Eric Eric Dyer. Um, the Mora one they cite because um, they're, they're sort of suggesting that he would be the perfect uh, replacement for Lukaku, um, a different type type of player, and 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 they, we we know they're looking for a striker. And the article says, well, he you know he did sign a new contract in the summer, but he's frustrated at his first team chart. I'm I'm sorry. There's a player who. Has he come out to the press and has he said he's frustrated? Has he showed that in his body language? He was, by the way, I thought he was superb the other night against Olympiacos. I think he was one, he was one of our better players. And he seems happy and I think he realises he's 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 got a part to play, sometimes coming off the bench, sometimes starting. So that's bollocks. I mean, the other one was Dyer, And it was just a re, it was, they were just re, rehashing the fact that Back in twenty, I think it was twenty sixteen. United were interested in, in him then under Mourinho, but they couldn't get him because we we didn't we 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 weren't prepared to sell Dyer, and um, they ended up, ended up getting Matish instead. Um, so I, I don't know, but on, on Dyer, I'd say that he um, he had a, a mysterious injury, as I recall, in the summer. 
So he was out for quite a bit. And he didn't feature at all in the preseason. So I wonder where he is fitness-wise at the moment. Um, I would also argue, um, and I saw this elsewhere on social media, and I've, and and uh, but we lack a defensive shield. We don't seem to play with with a defensive shield anymore. 15-16, we had Dyer as a defensive shield alongside Dembele. Um, that was a double double pivot, and it worked really well. 16-17, um, for a lot of that season, Dyer played in a back three, and we had a pivot of. Wanyama, peak Wanyama at its very best, again alongside Dembele, although later on in the season um, we played, I think towards the end of that season, we were reverting to a four, and and we had Dyer back in midfield alongside Wanyama, and we don't play with, we don't have that protection anymore for the back four. We've got Sissoko, who yes, he's he's a bit of a firefighter and he works hard, You've got Winks, who can sit deep and he can pick up the ball and, and recycle it and move it forward. And he does a lot of work, by the way, off the ball, um, you know, running, tracking opponents. We don't have that natural defensive shield, that sort of ball winner um, anymore. We do, in, in, the, in the sense we've both got Wire and uh, Dyer even, Dyer and Wanyama on the books, but neither of them are the players, certainly Wanyama isn't the player that he was, and, and, and Dyer seems to have, over the last few seasons, his form seems to have dipped. Um, Do we think this is a uh, this is? Do you think this is a tactic of change of parties because I, the two players <clears throat> are not fit enough or off the pace and he can't use them? Well, I, I think he certainly can't use them. They're certainly not not the players that that they were. So I think some of it is driven by that, and I suspect some of it maybe perhaps is driven by because if is, I, 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 yeah, I suppose, I suppose some of it is, is driven by the, playing a different way because if they're not the same players and surely we would have dipped in the market by now and got another type of you know defensive type shield you know, that, that, that sort of Dyer, Wanyama, Makaleli type of somebody who can who can break it up and but also um Frank Reichard used to do, do this years ago for, for, for Holland somebody can who can also s- slip back um and in, in, into defence if, if need be um, we haven't purchased that player so so maybe it's a stylistic thing maybe, maybe Pochettino is seeking to play a different way maybe he's trying to accommodate the the likes of Winks and Sissoko and Dombele or at least two of those three players in, in the same team we had three huh? yeah. yesterday yeah. which is quite rare for us I don't know yeah Frank Reichardt would be good, wouldn't they? I wonder how much he'd cost these days. God. Yeah, or, or even Marcel, Marcel Desailly played. Yeah, they'd probably role. both be better than Wanyama played yesterday. Mm. Um, I thought Sissoko was good yesterday. After he got that card, which wasn't a yellow card, I thought he walked that tightrope really well and I thought he had a good game. Um, he, I mean, he, he, I don't think he's got the discipline to sit in that role and stay there. Yeah. But I think if Poch asked him to, I think he would. Um, and and but he he sort of seems to be our all action. You go out and cause chaos. Just do what you do and and go for it. Hmm. Um, sort of player at the moment. Uh, but yeah, better off bringing on Skip than one Yama is so off the pace. It's so sad to see. But yeah. he's better off having. He, there's no point having Dyer and one Yama on the on the bench. I don't really understand that. Uh, have um, one or the other, fine. But you know, you're better off putting Skip in than one uh, Yama these days. Well, was... You're probably better off putting a skip in than Wanyama. Am I right in thinking we're skip on the bench as well as those two yesterday? Maybe I didn't. I, I didn't I see think... his name. To be honest, I but he think made... he was. In which case, you know, I, I, I can see why. 
I can see why Sissoko came off. He was he had the yellow card, and he seemed to possibly. I didn't see it myself, but um, David was with me. Said that, that he seemed to be possibly limping up, limping off. Um, and if he had, if he was already carrying a yellow card, which I, I by the way I didn't think was a yellow card. It seemed to me, from where I was, from from distance, it seemed to me a, 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 a normal tackle. And I've since seen it, and, and it, yeah, I think he went for the ball. Um, maybe that's why he was taken off. But then you've got a question. Why did Wanyama come on? Why don't we? What, what about Dial? What about Skip? And, and maybe it just needs, maybe it needs a, a younger, fresher pair of legs that, that Skip offers rather than those two. Who, yeah, you got to question how 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 match fit are they? How mob, mobile are, are they? Well, if you're Dial, you've got to be worried if Wanyama's coming on before you. Oh. I would think. Yeah, and, and if if another team does come in, his head will be turned. I think. I think if um, anyone come in, come in for him. Yeah, yeah. and we the, but the, the to these uh, rumours, but you can see him going. The the, the issue is, is there's a, a good few players in there. Kane said it after the Olympiacos match. We we making the same mistakes as we did when Pochettino first came in. They 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 regret they've regressed almost. And the problem is there'll be other players in there that we've that we've thought would do well for us or whatever and their heads will be turned you know possibly if we don't win anything this season Kane could go because some so it, it, genuinely I fear that because he, he'll, he might people would say he wants to stay and beat Jimmy Green's record blah 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 but if a team came in that, and we don't qualify for the Champions League and he he'll think I need to go to win something I need to go I'm not going to get well, it here he will be 27 next summer. Exactly. If it's not this season, it's next season. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that he would leave. By the by the way, he he might well end his career at Spurs. But if he does leave, it's going to be if not this summer or next summer. Because after that, there won't really be you know that that particular ship would have sailed. And you know, the, I think the next his his next contract is going to be that last big contract. He's now. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, he's only twenty-six, but in a few years from now, a year or so, that he will be at that point where. Um, yeah, Eric Dyer. By the way, I have checked it. His last, the last game that he started was against Everton, the final home match of the season. I think he scored in that game as well. I mean, he opened the scoring, and then Eriksson got the equaliser um, from a free free kick. It's a rare, rare thing these days. Um, just very briefly, before I jump into some questions around the game, um, what did you both make? Of Rhodes and Aria yesterday. I thought Aria played well, and I thought Rose is playing at the level that he's been playing at for the last couple of matches. Mm-hmm. I think Rose is getting to that point in his career and his age where he he's be, needs to be transitioned out, and I think Davis should be playing in that. I, I thought he's he's still committed. He still looks like he gives a fuck, and he still looks like he's going to battle hard for you. But I, I think he he's getting to the point where he he needs to be transitioned out, and Davis or, or and, and Sessignon needs to come in for him. Okay, I think um, I think Ori did okay. I, I'm not a massive fan of his, but I, I think he's doing okay. I think he's probably he could have a good argument to be the best right back at the club. I think he's still very sloppy, um, and I would like to see us upgrade on on him quite quickly. Mm. Rose, I think, is, I would agree with uh, John, I think he's, other than a little period at the end of last season, this is what we've had since he's come back. He he looks, I don't know, it's all a bit harem-scarem. He, does, he, he doesn't do much going forward anymore. 
and you know, defensively, I don't think he's very good. I, I like Davis, and we've said it before on here. Yeah. I'm a Davis fan. I think Davis is a better player than Rose. I know that's some people, but I thought and Davis had a really. He only it was his first game in the in the week in Athens, and that guy was really really good, and he wasn't particularly well protected, and you know. But I I, I would like to see Davis come in and like John, maybe hopefully Sessegnon towards the end of the season. Mm. But again, he's injured. I, I thought I think. Even last week against Palace, I thought he was really good, um, Aurier, and it was his first game. But again, you know, he just lets the ball, he sort of doesn't control the ball when it comes out to him. He's yeah. crosses the area ball. I, I, you know, but you can't take him out at the moment, <clears throat> I think. I think that, um, I think we, 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 like we said earlier at the beginning, we don't know quite what's happening with, with Walker Peters. You would have thought he would have featured in, in one of these two games, and he's didn't feature in either 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 of them to the extent that Sanchez was played ahead of him, and he didn't even make the bench yesterday. Um, so on that basis, at the moment, Urias is the best that we've got, um, and I'd rather Uria play at right back than than Sanchez. He gives us balance. Um, I have to say, he played whilst he played very well against Crystal Palace. I don't think I think yesterday. I don't think he had a great. I honestly don't think he had a great game. I think it was back to the Uria of previous seasons. I think some of his delivery was was poor. Um, I've seen a few fans say that he put in good balls, but there was nobody on the end of it. I'd say that's rubbish. Um, he put in poor, poor balls, um, and and same with Rose. And I think that Rose, there were occasions yesterday offensively where he would just put balls into the box, but it wasn't aimed at anybody. He wasn't looking up to to find a pass, and that, that's where I'm mostly critical of Rose. I think his final delivery isn't isn't as good as Ben Davis. Um, and Ben, by the way, I completely forgot, but I thought against Olympiacos, I thought the the goal that Mora scored, which was a fantastic strike, I think Ben has to take some credit for that. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. the, the pass was very good. Um, he won the I, ball as well, yeah, really well. Absolutely, yep. Yeah. Um, but again, he, he got stick on 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 um, Wednesday from, from our fans, and a few were saying that he was at fault for the goal. I'm not entirely sure. That that was the case. I think it was a very well, very well worked move from Olympiacos. Um, sometimes at, teams score good goals. You've, yeah, you know? sometimes you've got to ha- you've got to hold, hold your hands up. Um, he got in between. At the end of the day, that's football. That's mm. exactly what football. And if it, the the Italians have a, a, a saying, um, I, I, I don't know if you've heard this, Gilly, that there's a perfect game is is nil nil. But no yeah, teams have made Brera. it. Yeah, yeah, no team's made a mistake, so it's the perfect, it's the you know the perfect game, and and the the whole point of football is to score against your opposition. Well, our own um, Nick says if if there were yeah. no mistakes, every game would be nil nil. No, exactly. Uh, you know, it, yes, they could have been worse. We could have been Watford and yeah. and and, and five nil down. <laughs> yeah, what they've done to upset City, Watford. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and and that's the thing. Team teams do try and score against you. We have got no god given right to win every. Every game in front of Lips, us. Yeah, cost John. I, I thought they were good. That they were. Yeah. That guy who was up against Ben Davis was a tremendous player. No. They, they they were a good side. You know yeah. they hadn't lost so many. Uh, and but less yesterday, I don't think they were Olympiacos levels. I just I just think that we the Wanyama substitution changed that game in our favour <laughs> and the the VAR. I mean, I, I think we might need to discuss the VAR bit. Let's, let's VAR. Let's... I would go with VAR. Sorry, go on. I would go with the VAR. I didn't think. I didn't think bringing on a holding midfielder on its own is the problem. It, you know, because mm. we still going forward, we still look dangerous. It's not like we 
got got him on and went deep. I didn't think we particularly did that. But it's the personnel. One the armor maybe he's just not up to it. But I still thought we yeah. played out well yesterday. And without yeah. VAR, we, we'd have we'd have won. But if they're going to do it consistently, fine. You know, if everyone's going to be a, a fingernail offside, then it will benefit us on other occasions. And I still can't like. I think um, Ken. I still can't see. To my eyes, I still can't see how it's offside either. No, let, 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 let's get into that. So we had a question from Kent Goodrich. His Twitter handle is at Kent Goodrich. He just says, VAR will be the story, but I'm more concerned with our inability to close out games. Be it tactics, players, or attitudes, it falls on Poch to sort it out. That said, VAR was meant to correct clear errors, not measure fractions. I've... Started. I've stared. I've stared at the. Sorry. I've stared at the VAR photo and damned if I can see how Sun is offside. It, that it, that is down to where that line is clicked on. Uh, uh, but it, it it's down to where. So when when the ball is played, is it when the ball leaves the person's foot or when it's first contacted? It should be when it leaves his foot, but they don't have the technology to accurately measure it. From what so, I so so. That's where the issue is because if they can't accurately predict that, Son was on side when that first contact was made, and I think he was still on side. the The margin of error there is so so tiny. It, even if that were down to the referee and the linesman, they'd never, never, you'd never see that in a in a million no. fucking years. Would you see that? And that, that to me, that's what it boils down to. If under normal circumstances, the lino wouldn't have raised his flag for that. No way. No, no way. Right. No. The goal would have, the goal would have been given if that had if that had happened against us. Right. In a world where VAR didn't exist, which was, which was a great world, by the way. Um, if that happened and the goal went against us and we lost the game one nil, and then subsequently somebody said, "Oh, it was, look at that!" It was. A, it firstly, probably wouldn't even be discussed. It wouldn't even be in question. But even even if it was, it would be millimeters. I wouldn't be crying over millimeters. No. Uh, uh, millimeters um for me the flag wasn't raised now if if there was an element of ambiguity um and the linesman didn't raise it but he wasn't entirely sure or the referee wasn't sure and then they said let's take it to var that's a different matter but it's almost like var now is being used for every decision um even ones which aren't slightly you know unclear this is this is one which to me is clearly it's one that would never be given, and it's spoiling the game. It really is. The, the, the I, second, I, it's not meant to be for this. I mean, that's not the idea. But once they put in the, if it's over the line technology, there was no doubt this is where it's going to go. That they, you know, they're just going to have more and more. Everything's going to be, you know. I, mean, I don't know where it's going to end, but this, I'm not surprised that now they're doing offsides and they're doing just, you know, the last move and everything. It was always going to happen. And that's why I, I was against goal line technology, not because I don't think it's you know helpful and you want to get the best result, but just because it's going to open the door. And uh, you know, to be honest, I, we have things like yesterday that ruin it. And if we'd won, of course I'd be you know cock a hoop and stuff, but I'd still know that you know it would still be ridiculous and that football's the the loser. Hmm. So the the other point that I'd make about this is that it wasn't Son who scored the goal. For directly connect, connecting yeah. to that ball to score, it, I would argue that there's a second phase of play here, and that Oria's goal wasn't connected in any way to the offside. We didn't gain an advantage from the offside, so it still should have been given. 
I'm sure you're right. You know, if they do it consistently, then like yeah, Sterling, no, Sterling had one at West Ham on the opening day, didn't he? That was equally ridiculous, but they no, won five nil, so it didn't matter. It, it, it's 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 just a baffling baffling fucking decision, <laughs> uh, and to the to the like we've just said to the detriment of the game. Three minutes it took to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Three fucking minutes, and I you know I don't mind the fact that you can you have to celebrate and then wait. Because then you have to, you can celebrate again. You get a double whammy. I don't mind that. That's you know that. But that decision is just—it's where they click that line. Is that? And the, if you look at the frames and the pixels, you know that's not. You know that that wasn't a high definition camera. When you look at the photos, it's fucking blurry as fuck. How big's one of those pixels? Is it millimeters? Is it thirty centimeters? Yeah. How, so how can you? How you know? It, it, is is it arbitrary where that line gets clicked? Is a does a computer algorithm pick that is or is it just um somebody with 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 eyesight or is just as fallible as one of the linesmen picking that where that that gets clicked and when I, it's I clicked out, sorry go on I, I went out for a cigarette I was, they were taking so long i thought i'll go for a cigarette this is ridiculous of course he's not offside you know kept looking at it looking at it i came back saw it was one nil i'd put on my second pair of glasses i thought that can't be right that was absolutely no. incredible i couldn't believe that there was a i thought you always gave the um what, what's the word the benefit of the doubt to the attacker is that gone mm. as well it seems to lots of things seem to be changing you used to have the benefit yeah. if it was level it, you gave the benefit of the doubt because you wanted to inc- you wanted to encourage attacking football that's the whole point of three points ban in the back pass where the keeper can pick it up so that's the whole way the game was going and now with the handball and with this you've now got it that they're, they're helping the defensive side mm. instead of the attacking side so there's been a complete change conscious or unconscious it's, it's going to be you know there's not there are good things about it but yesterday was just not just if I was watching a game I don't know I was watching Leicester Newcastle or something and I was watching that game and I'd invested my time in it let alone if I'd invested my money to go and some time to go and see it and that had happened and had changed the game, I, I'd still I, it'll put a bit of a dampener on it for me. Mm. I, ha- I have to say that when they... Well, sorry, when, when we... Well, there's been a few situations where we've been on the other end of the VR, VR decision, notably twice against City and also once yesterday, where it's great when... Liverpool. Suddenly, uh, Liverpool? Champions League final. What, the handball. No, I mean, I mean the ones that have gone for us. Oh, OK, yeah. Right, so it's it's awful when you suddenly a moment of despair, but it's a fantastic feeling when suddenly it goes the other way, and you you know you think you're dead and buried. And okay, I've ne- but it's, it's never I've never experienced it the other way where we've scored a goal that's then subsequently been disallowed. So when that second one went in, although it seemed legitimate at the time, unfortunately, whilst I was celebrating it, there was a tiny little bit of me that was thinking. What about VAR? What about VAR? You know, it was, even though I knew it was fine, even though I, I didn't for a minute think there was anything. And then, lo and behold, it goes to VAR. So, in a way, and then you're waiting, and then you're waiting, and then the decision is given against you. But the fact that putting aside whether the decision was right or wrong, and and we're all of the opinion that it was was the wrong decision, the fact that you've got that in the back of your mind whilst you're celebrating the goal, it ruins. It ruins the whole experience for you. Um, I don't want to bang on about this because I I bloody hate VAR. It's boring. I hate it. I hate everything about it. But very briefly, Gilly. They've been using it in other countries um, long before um, we've, we've been. Yeah. What's the impl- what's the impl- implementation of it like in Serie A? 
Well, I mean, there are again here as well. There are lots of problems with it. The, one of the main differences here is that he runs. They run over to a screen, the actual referee. So in the end, it's much more with the with the referee on the pitch, akin to the World Cup. Yeah, like in the World Cup, yeah, they, they yeah. run over to the actual screen if they really, really want to to have a look at it. So he has the final final decision. Hmm. It's better than it was, but it's still, you know, it's still problematic. You've still got lots of lots of the same uh, the same problems. Because See, I, I I like the the fact that the referee has to go and look at it. That you know the 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 Lorente uh, goal against Man City. He went over it, and I see nothing wrong with yeah. that. And yeah. I. I I think that the the prem prem refs, you know, go and have a look at it. What do you think? You know, and and you put the lines on without without the blue and the blue and the fucking red, red being you know without the blue and the red. Just there he is. Do you think that's offside? You know, or maybe just just give the refs the final decision on that. That if it's a clear and obvious error, fine. That wasn't clear and obvious fucking error to me. That was that was that was a pixels or, and lines. It gives the ref the decision. Just stick, you know. Is that does that look offside to you, ref? No. Give the referee the final decision. Don't leave it with some twat who's sitting in a TV studio with pixels on the screens. Yeah. And a shit resolution monitor and a fat <laughs> ruler and a fucking okay, magic yeah. marker foot wide. You still get decisions where you look, you think, okay, you've seen that on the TV screen. Then the ref goes over, you keep seeing it, and you still think they've given the wrong decision because, ultimately, whether the guy's sitting wherever he's sitting, or the ref's on the pitch, or you're looking at it on the telly, nothing is, you know, nothing's pure and pristine. You know, you're still going to have a level of interpretation. And a code K, VAR isn't going to eradicate everything, and it's meant to just make it better. But we've gone from. They, I saw the survey where it was about 90, 96% of refereeing decisions were correct to try and go to what VAR, which is going to give you 98%. This is what, like a year ago, they said. To me, the upheaval isn't worth that extra 2%. Also, mm. in cricket, when they first brought it into cricket, and you'll get it now, actually, with captains, it's only for, it was only meant to eradicate clear and obvious errors, like if he's hit his bat before he hits the pad and it's not given. You know, these sorts of things. But because you've got two chances each innings, you've got two um, recalls for each innings, they still abuse it. You know, if they're really best player, it might, you know, they just go, OK. And the Australians have got into problems with it. This, um, this yeah, in the ashes, yeah. Going yeah. Off, Without going off on a tangent, you're still left with an awful lot of interpretation. And to go from 96% to 98% isn't worth the upheaval, in my humble opinion. I'd go Tra- back to the. I would go back to that happy world, that happy place <laughs> that we all lived in when VAR didn't even exist. I mean, I'd even get rid of goal line technology. Only um, last March in Manchester, though. Yeah, yeah. No, but we do it now. It's fine. Yeah, obviously, we, that, 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 those results will, will, will stand. But um, Jav, can just, I say I go? I go back further. Now I go back to the old offside rule as well. Fuck this second. Just if somebody's offside, they're offside. Fuck it. Not this second. What? So if, if they're not interfering with the if they're not yeah, interfering no, with the player, offside. Still, Fuck it. Still offside. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other part of Kent's Goodrich question was about. Um, 
not our, our inability to close out games, which which also um, listener from Barnett, Michael from Barnett says on many occasions when Spurs are holding on to a goal lead, Pochettino takes off an attacking player and replaces him with with either wire, wire, I keep saying that, Dyer or Wanyama. Or winks in in order to hold on to the lead. It rarely seems to work. It just seems to invite the the opposition onto us. Wouldn't it be better to replace an attacker with a fresh attacker or not do anything? I seem to recall he Pochettino did this also in the San Siro last season when we were one nil up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very briefly, th- 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 thoughts on that? Is it the right tactic? Wire or Danyama? Um, <laughs> um, Dan- <laughs> um, I think there's an argument yesterday for not making any changes and carry on as we were because we were we were playing well. I think the the, the balance balance and the, we were damaged by um, Wanyama coming on. Hmm. Um, I'd have dropped Lamella back a little bit and and, and put another and put more on um, yesterday. But yeah, it, our inability to close out games is becoming concerning because you can't keep writing it off as just another day in the office. It's happening too regularly for that. Yeah. I think we sort of I've sort of covered this and other things I've said. But do you remember when Winks first broke into the team? He was like brought on a lot to be like a closer. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah. And and yeah. but did it in a very different way to just putting on a strong guy at, at the back. Again, I think most managers bring on a defensive player to hold on to it. But the defence it's not so much that, it's what you do with the tactic. And I thought yesterday, even when Wanyama came on, we were still going forward. We were still looking to play. It wasn't like we um, as I said before, it wasn't like we we tried to get entrenched to save the result and not not do anything. Again, if you bring if you bring on the uh, sub and it works, then you um you're a genius. And if you bring them on and you don't, it goes against you. Then yeah. then you're a fool. And I don't think they're always that closely related. I think sometimes uh, it helps things go up go. You know. I th- I think the Pochettino's paid to make these decisions and and when he gets them right he he he'll be painted as a genius or I'd like to think he is and then unfortunately when when it goes wrong suddenly people are, are questioning it um why well, would right, there is a problem isn't there because yeah. we're not doing well, it I, I mean, I that's 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 the issue but it, but there might be other circumstances that, that are causing that it might not necessarily be the personnel I mean I do think that there are times I've seen it in football where sometimes a defensive midfielder will be brought on, or dare I say, another defender, and it just causes the team that's holding on to the lead to drop back even further, yeah. and it does invite pressure. Fair. Or dare I, I say, it, did it yesterday, but it has no, times, no it? it has, yeah. And 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 the other one is when you take off that attacking player, thinking that you're clever and savvy, and you're going to hold out, yeah, and and you then concede a goal, but then you don't have that attacking. You've, you're one attacking player down because you've just substituted him, so you can't. You're uh, slightly handicapped to, to try to get back in the game. So um, they all try yeah, to be clever, don't they, Jav? Do you, yeah. I remember when Badjo got Roberto Badjo got taken off by Saki in the '94 World Cup because they went down to ten men against Norway. Yeah, my my view is you want because they just want people who can run around lots, mm. but I think you want people who can pass the ball efficiently and economically. So you want to keep these people on, you know. So got... It's all about, you know, like I say, there's, I don't think there's one answer to anything. And I, and I'm, I'm now that you've mentioned it, I'm just going to go off on a t- tangent as well. Well, I remember that game. I remember that I think it was Liam, Liam Brady. Well, certainly the commentary that I was watching, the co-commentator was Liam Brady, and. Uh, there was like Arrigo Sakis taken off Roberto Badger, and and it was like unbelievable. Why has he done that? Now they've gone to ten men. You're taking your best player off. As it was, as I recall, they won that game one nil. I think it was yeah, last um, yeah. D Badgio. No, the other Badgio. The other, the other Badgio. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he scored with a header in the last minute. Yes, that's right. From he says kick. you wouldn't have won if you kept Badger on. You just don't know, do you? Yeah. This is the yeah. whole point, I think. You know, Absolutely. if he hadn't if he hadn't brought on uh, Wanyama, maybe we'd have won. Maybe we wouldn't. Maybe it's one... nothing to do with Wanyama. You know, I, I think it's you know it's just one of those things. I don't think I don't think when he does bring on her, like I say, he used to bring Winks on, or mm. even when he brings Dyer on to sort of shore things up with inverted commas. We still attack, though. I don't think we... Yeah. I can't remember... I mean, I can't remember Seven just, like, you know, retreating and uh, retreating and trying to just hunt the ball mm. away. I mean, maybe there have been times. I don't know. I'm sure you'll both remember when we were 3-1 up at Chelsea in the FA Cup and uh, I think... Um, and the Gar- just, We went back to three defenders and it was just chaos yeah. then because yeah. it was, like, really, yeah. really deep yeah. in each other's way. But I, I think an injection of fresh legs from Skip would have, would have, would have been good. But who, who knows? Um <laughs> Let's. Uh, there's a question from. So I don't suppose either of you would have seen this. Question from David Fornell. Leicester City ball boys acceptable behaviour. So this, I guess you wouldn't have seen this, but towards the end of the game, um, they weren't we're picking up the ball, were they? I did see that they were holding on to it, yeah. and then they eventually gave it to. I think it was Ericsson who was taking the corner, and the, the boy had a little grin on his face, and, and the Leicester City fans clapped him. Um, is that acceptable behaviour? Do you think? Didn't we do that against Watford once or something? And the guy yeah. said the ball was a hero, wasn't he? That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's just part. You know, you get, you get the the cheeky little winked camera. You, you know, and that's it. That that ball boy and his dad aren't have to buy a beer in Leicester forever again. No, fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. Uh, I look. It was great when when it went when it went when when that that that. Spurs ball boy did against Watford and then he gave, gave the win to the camera but yeah it's not so nice it's frustrating when it happens against you yeah. I I just I think that a ball boy should be so they should be neutral but if all actually, girl if, all girl or, 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 or boy girl ball I can't now, now um, <laughs> ball boy girl oh, ball girl even right um, they should be neutral but um, if, essentially, if they're employed by the club, and often, but certainly with ball boys, they 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 can be um, apprentice, for example, at that yeah, club. But to, to me, they should be there to just do a job, just like they do at Wimbledon. It should be in 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 the tennis. That that's it. And I and I, I don't like that sort of game, gamesmanship. But it is what it is. Um, okay, very briefly before but go look at further questions. Um, Tottenham women, um, they are playing. I think the game is still going on. Um, they they were losing. So Tottenham women, um, let's finish full time. So they were involved in a um, FA WSL Cup tie um, against Reading, which they've lost. Um, Four nil, unfortunately. Um, that that game's just finished. Now we've had we've got a player, um, uh, Rachel Furness, who uh, a very good player, who's um, on loan from Reading. So unfortunately, she was cup tied, so she she couldn't be involved in that game uh, playing against her parent club. Um, sadly, though, um, yeah, we lost that four nil. The ladies' next match will be. A week today on Sunday the 29th. So this is just a back, back to the league. This is a WSL game um, at the London Stadium against West Ham. That's a 2.30 rather than a 2 o'clock kickoff for that one. Um, very briefly before we jump into... We've got a few questions and I'd like to get through them 
as quickly as possible. Um, we've got Colchester next on Tuesday, which I presume should be a fairly easy game, and we should win that on paper. And then we've got Saints next on um, on Saturday in the league at, at home. Um, how do you see both of these games? Do, do we think that Colchester perhaps is an, is an opportunity for the likes of Skip, dare I say it, Parrot? I want to see Parrot play. I want to see Skip play. I want to see some youngsters being given a chance. I don't want to see Sanchez at right back. And I don't want to see Wanyama on the pitch. I want to see um, the youngsters given a go if it's not a full-strength side. If mm-hmm. if if he plays Ericsson and Delhi and they don't play the following weekend is it against Southampton, Yeah, I'm going to be annoyed. So give the youngsters a go. Either, even, um, yeah, give, 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 yeah, just give them a go. What's it got? Nothing to lose. It's Colchester. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I'd like to see three or four youngsters in. I don't want to see like a a sort of red nap half, you know, half the youth team in. We've got a few established players who could do with playing themselves into a bit of form as well. Uh, and we do want to get through, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and again, if you're a young player, if you have six or seven, five or six, seven of you in there, you're not going to learn as much as if there's just three, maximum four, and you're playing with the senior players so yeah some it's early on in the season I, th- I think some of our players could do with a, you know, a bit of a run out and a, enjoy themselves that's opposition Saints I, I don't know I think Saints is tough you don't know what Saints are going to do they lost 3-1 at home to Bournemouth on Friday I didn't watch the game then they had a good result the other week I remember somewhere I can't think where you don't know what you're going to get with them mm-hmm. I think it's what we do, isn't it? If we if we got good tempo, we're fast, aggressive, and and, and we go for it. We I think at some point we need to stop worrying so much about what we haven't got in midfield and what we haven't got at fullback, and just go out and play. You know, and what happened like yesterday, and what happens will happen. You know. Um, John on on Southampton, how do you see that one? Uh, again, it's going to be a tricky game, but I think we're going to have. The, the next the next five games are very winnable for us, um, so I'm 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 not going to hit the panic button uh, till the after these next five games, which are all winnable. Mm. Um, I think we've got a good we can put a run together here and get some points on the board. It's a very winnable game. Get, we, get some confidence as well. We were, exactly, a very very winnable game. Let's see, let's have um, some consistency in the side, players in the right position, uh, and and get the confidence and get the points on the board, please. Um, do, you I think, think, do you think that he does see Sanchez as a right back or a potential right back, and he's just having teething problems? Do you think, or, or I, 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 him for a sort of you know because he had, didn't have anyone else? I get the impression he might actually think it's worth pursuing. I, I if, if if he considers Sanchez a right back, I would be seriously worried. Seriously worried. But you know what he's like, you know. Um, I, I would, I would hope when Foyth is is back and fit, he slots into right back, or or we or we continue with Oria. I would, honest, honestly, he can't keep playing Sanchez in that position. He really can't keep. He is not a right back. It's only a hunt, but I think he, I think he, I think he's in this for a bit of a for a bit longer. Poch, I don't know it's something about him and the things he says. I can't. So, sometimes a manager will see something in a player that we don't see. But genuinely, I can't see anything <laughs> in there that says to me that he's a right back. He can't he's okay get, defensively. Come on, Wednesday. But he, he can't, can't. He can't, can't get down the pitch. He can't no, cross the ball. He, uh, um, he, 
no, not in the way that we need. I, we we are playing. No, 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 no. I think I think it's twofold with Sanchez. One, I think it's it's, it's to help with his development as a centre back, so that if he does find himself in situations where, you know, in a back three, for example, he's got to cover cover the or even a back back two, he's got to cover the the the, the flying fullback or wing back um, that he, he he knows how to play that role. I think the second part of it is that and it, it just helps with the overall development second part of it is I don't think I hope I'm wrong but I think it would suggest that he doesn't have full confidence in Walker Peters mm. um, I think in terms of Colchester I think saying that I think Walker Peters will probably start at right back I think Ben Davies will start at left back I think um, Gazaniga will be in goal um, I, I would imagine Sanchez will feature at centre back with one of, one of the other two either Toby or Jan uh, maybe Jan, funny enough, because Toby's played a lot of football this season and, and Jan obviously came in a lot a lot later, as we know, because he didn't feature in the first few games. I'm not going to go through the rest of the lineup, but other than that, I think Skip will probably feature. Um, I think it will be an opportunity for maybe the likes of Dyer to get some game time, etc. Maybe even, dare I say it, maybe even Delhi, if, if if he's not fully fit and he's working his way back into fitness, he, he, he might end up featuring there as well. Um, but the, the da- like I just said, if the danger is if Delhi plays there and he gets a reaction and, he do- and he's not fit for Southampton, I'd rather he's on the bench for Colchester and plays against Southampton. Was he on the bench yesterday, Delhi? No. No. Okay. Well, that, no, then, okay. Uh, then, the then, then, he, then he travelled with the team as well, and he was at the stadium, but and he wasn't on the bench. I wonder. Uh... Uh, either he's got something with his hamstring, and he's yeah. going to need more time to recuperate. So yeah. why travel? Or there's an issue there. I I I think it's something to do with, with his hamstring and, and, and maybe pulled up just 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 when when they got there. I don't I don't know. Um, Parrot's a strange one. Um, I've got a feeling he won't start. I'd I'd, I'd actually be quite happy if, he, if he's on the bench, but I, I I'm not sure that he would. I think I think Pochettino recently hinted that there were other players in the pecking order ahead of him. That that you know, for example, somebody like Mora who doesn't who isn't necessarily the way to. The, the first starter yeah. when you've got Kane and Son, so I, I'm not sure. That maybe he, maybe he will unleash Mora. Maybe he will go with Mora up front as a as a focal point. Yeah, I don't um, see Son starting against Colchester. No, no. Um, um, I think I think Kane and Son will, will will be the focal point of the attack against Southampton. And I think, um, by the way, I was I there is a I should just mention um, a Saints podcast called In That Number. Um, presented by a guy called Ray Hunt. He invited me on that podcast um, earlier, earlier, earlier today, um, and I recorded a, a, a bit before that, looking ahead at the game against um, uh, Southampton. Um, that that podcast will, will hopefully be available later this evening, so uh, give it a listen. It's called um, In That Number. Um, I think we'll, we, we should be good, good enough for them, and I think. But I think it'll be tight. I think we'll probably concede a goal. I'd say two one to us. They don't. They don't part the bus, by the way. So I think that will help. That will help us. No. Uh, yeah. No. That Leicester didn't park the bus either. Mm. Um, and I, I think we play with the pace and uh, pace and um, fluidity up front. The meaning they couldn't. And that's the thing. You turn any team and get running at their defenders in the midfield, and they're not going to be able to cope with it. Mm. You give teams time to get back into position by playing it sideways and backwards, and they you you screwed, and you're never going to break them down. And that's where we've struggled. Didn't do it against Palace, and it was wonderful, wonderful football that first we half. We lost there last year, but we were brilliant for half an hour. You got to. Put the ball in the net, haven't you? Yeah, like, you need to be brilliant for ninety minutes, not just half an hour. But we could have put the sewn the game up there. See, we we need to be a little bit more clinical, I think. But don't mm. 
Okay. I'll, I'll go 2-1. 2-1. Okay. I'm going 3-0. <sighs> I'll take that. <laughs> let's let's jump into a few questions very quickly. Um, Some of these... Well, I suppose we just, uh, Darren Pamenter, why are we struggling to keep clean, sheet, clean sheets and hold on to a lead? I think, just very briefly from me, I just think on the clean sheets front, I think some of that is to do, to do with the lack of a defensive shield in front of that yeah. back four. Yeah, I would also say our full-backs aren't performing, especially when you got Sanchez and there and Rose that it's, it needs to Rose be replaced, as we said. Rose was woeful defensively yesterday. Let, let it be said, I'm sick and tired of Spurs fans just singing his name and, 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 and telling me that, but Danny gets it. He was woeful yesterday and Often he makes mistakes. Positionally, he's he's all over the place, but his his pace and his athleticism gets him out of trouble. Yeah, there no, I said it. The thing is, Danny does get it. Uh, yeah, but that isn't the only thing that wins you football games. Yes, he looks like he gives a shit. Yes, he'll go get a tackle in there. Yes, he'll 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 stand up and he'll put the you know with the attitude that he cares. But you're right. If if he's not performing, then then there is problems, and I don't think he has been for a while. You're right, Dan. You're right, Jav. Won't hear any argument from me on that one. I would agree. Defensive, defensive mix isn't isn't quite right. Fullbacks are a problem, and you know I think we're it happens. You know we we maybe this side is just like we've said before. You know it's maybe stagnated a bit. We've got new players in. Then none of them can play very often. So I think we've just got to be really patient. I don't know why we're struggling to keep clean sheets and hold on to a lead. Really, I think. Whatever we've said today, I think is sort of. I didn't think yesterday, in isolation, was is a problem. But you know, there is a problem. Obviously, mm-hmm. if I had the answer, I wouldn't be sat talking to you. I'd be round Mauritius having me Sunday lunch. I think some of it also is the squad needs freshening up. Every every football, every every club, even. United back in the day when they were winning trophies regularly under Ferguson there comes a point when the, when that squad it just it, it reaches the end of its cycle and it needs a bit of freshening up and, and we are there with some of these players um, we, we, we're not the we're not that young squad that we were in 2014 sorry 2015-16 when we we had the average we broke the average age for the starting 11 two weeks on the on, on the on, on the trot very sort of young and vibrant. We do have some young and vibrant players, but we've got a lot of older heads now. It, it, it's different, and I, and I think some of that is uh, is to do with that. Um, question from our own David Fennell, uh, who says, "Gilly, Gilly asked. Uh, so, right, Gilly, on the very first part of the season, you asked whether goal kicks in our own box will be dangerous. Um, this is on the back of uh, new rule changes. Um, David goes on to say, I didn't think there would be much difference, but it seems a big change in tactics. Do you think it's, be- it's for the better or otherwise? I think we, I've been pleasantly surprised at how we haven't got into too much trouble about it and we seem to be managing it okay, though others seem to be getting in the right pickle. <laughs> that would be the only mm. thing I, I would say. But it did seem to me it would be a big change in tactics. But I think so far, touch wood, we seem to be managing it better than a lot of teams. With Loris's inability to kick it out and the way we play it out from the back, we're adept to being able to get rid of it that way anyway. Um, so we're used to it. Other teams aren't so much. I'd just keep hoofing it long. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, 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 the propensity for this to go absolutely tits up as we've seen and the players <laughs> nick the ball and put it honestly it's, we're going to get caught and I think every team this season is going to get caught and it, it, you, you, uh, you'll laugh at other teams uh, and be 
cursing us. Yeah. I think that we've we've got good players in 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 uh, very good on the ball in in Vertonghen and Alaverald, um better than Sanchez, and also Winks, who can with his back face to goal can can drop off and, and make the third man, and he, and he's very good on, good on the ball. Um, my issue with this, and this is a wider point with playing out out of the back is so. Why is it done? Is it done because it's the new fashion, it's the new fad? Is it done to beat teams who play a high press? Because, for example, um, is, it, is it a way of beating that high press? Because I would argue that, for instance, against Crystal Palace, if you look when Palace played us, they dropped off a lot. They 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 you know they, they tried to defend deep with a low block, which okay didn't work well on on the day in the end. But but they they dropped off. Um, Olympiacos dropped off as well. There was no high press, and we didn't in either of those games. I don't recall us playing it out of the back. Um, arguably, you could play it out of the back in those games without the worry or fear of being closed down. Yet, I, I seem to recall in both of those games, the ball would, would be thrown out, for example, to, to one of the fullbacks rather than short passes. So I, I I question why we do it, and I say that, and I and I think where where it falls over. For me, where I see other teams and including us um, make mistakes, it's just—it's not the—it's not—it's not the um, approach itself. I think it's more the fact that it's basics. It's if you get the ball and you saw this the other week with Gunduzi and I think Osamendi, it's basic awareness. You've got to be—you've got—you've got, you've got your back face to goal. You've got to have some awareness of what's what's behind you, um, and 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 communication with with um, teammates around you. And I think it goes tips up when players are a little bit lackadaisical about it, don't have that awareness where the where the communications is is poor amongst teammates, and and lo and behold, they get caught out in possession. Yeah, I'd, I'll, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Um, and we've been playing out from the back for years, so again, we're, we're I quite think that's used really to that. Good point, John. We we are we sort of are a lot more developed in that way. I thought I watched the Milan derby last night, and Milan were trying to do it all the time, and into a like, you know, hunting them on the on the uh, six yard box, but they just kept doing it and kept doing it. You think, what's the matter with you? You know, is that that why they were doing it though? Is is that why they were doing it? No, you draw them on. If you pass it round them, it's a bit like when there was the old Gagan press, and if you went over Mm. the top and beat the press, you're through. And I think that's the idea of it: is that the players are coming on to you, you pass it out. And all of a sudden, you've got a lot more space in midfield and forwards. But the, the thing is, with that, you need to be positive with the ball and move it forward. Yeah. And if you're going side to side or backwards, the press yeah. is on, and you've got no out, no out at right. all. So yeah. you need to yeah. be positive. We used to have uh, a lovely player called Dembele that would go round a man and, and, and be able to beat it um, and, and help with that. The hope was, and Dombele will be able to do that. And, and he is positive with the ball, but you need to keep passing it forward, side to side and backwards. It just invites pressure. Well, yeah, exactly. I think you just you get yourself into a into you just get yourself boxed in. But I think that's the that's the main idea of it. It's a bit of a development on from when teams were like we when we did it with Klopp's first year at Liverpool, that first game even his first game, and they're just you know we're getting into all sorts of trouble. I remember being on this podcast as well talking about this is how he wants to play out from the back, yeah. and they're going to be teething problems. But now everyone's being encouraged to do oh. it. Like this. I just think that occasionally teams need to need need to mix it up because when it look when it works and it, it work 
it looks it looks really good, and you, and you can not only beat the high press, you can start a move, and it, and you can end up um, scoring a goal. Um, but occasionally, I think you need to be able to just just push 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 the defenders out if you've got a goal kick, and just just mix it up, and 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 whether that's a long long kick out to to, to a target man who who can hold it up. Um, I just think that the variation is important. But oh, I agree. I think it's key. I, you know, you see these teams, these high, highly paid professional footballers, internationals, still trying to do the same thing when it's not mm. working. Arsenal did it at Watford, didn't they? Milan would do yeah. it last night. You know, yeah. not idiots. You know, these are good mm. players. You know, so yeah, you've always got to vary it up anyway, whatever. Because if you, if you, even if you've got a really good tactic, if you know what's coming, the other team, it's easier, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I wonder. And this is a, a question for another time, but you, what you, given what you've just said, I wonder how much, if you know what's coming, how much predictability is one of our downfalls. The fact that teams have over over you know the last few years have figured out how we how we play, and and now we're paying the cost for it, and and we need to evolve, play play in a, a different way. And I suppose to some degree we are doing that, but that's going to take time to to, to develop and and and. That's also part of the rebuild. Um, well, you need let, someone much more technical than me. But I, to be honest, how many different formations have we played this season already? Hmm. Uh, I, I think I don't think that's. I think it can be a problem, and I think people. But what have they found out? We've, he's got so many plans. You know, people said he never had Plan B. We played a three in midfield. We played four-two-three-one. We played the diamond. We're only five games into the season. I, I think he's trying everything. Hmm. Okay, a couple more questions very quickly. We'll just go through them. Ed Brad, there seems to be an air of discontent around the club, with even the players commenting on us repeating the same mistakes year on year. I think this alludes to what Kane said um, after the Olympic Parkers game. Um, and then Ed goes on to say, has the pot shearer hit a wall? And if so, how do we get over it? Oh, look, we've got we've got a, a squad, as we've said, who we're young. And up and coming, and uh, were, were fantastic. Who have now aged, haven't won anything, and uh, uh, have uh, uh, other teams have cast their glances at us. Um, and then we've got a load of lads who, who who've, so, who've come in and fresh and want to play. We're in trans, like it or not, I think we're in transition. Um, it, it, this I've seen this at other teams. It can either go really well, the players bed in, the ones that have had. Um, been there and they're experienced get on with it and we play and we, and we do well or it sometimes ends with the manager going because it's going to be easier to replace one person than it is a, a half a squad of players who don't want to play so it's going to be interesting to see how this goes I think um, so yeah it, it, hard hard to say really but I'm going to put it down to some of some of that well, it does seem like there is discontent from what you read. You know, players are out of contract. January's good. It's all going to be problematic in January. Um, I don't know if um, we've hit a wall or not. I think, I think what we need to do is exactly what you said, John. I think we are in transition. I think Pochettino, but it's people seem to think that it's going to happen very, very quickly. I, I think last time I was on, we all sort of agreed that. You know that that was okay. We could, uh, I think, you were saying, Jav, about that's okay as long as you know Poch says, and we'll sort of move together and go through yeah. some teething things. The problem is when you then throw the manager out, get another one in, and it sets the whole thing, the whole thing back. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've seen lots of, I've certainly seen lots of, you know, Poch out 
tweet yeah, me too. Sort of tre- 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 trending I, and i think that's slightly extreme i do i think ed is spot on i, I do think it feels as though we have hit a wall um uh, and i'm not saying that it's the end of the world necessarily or this is a real crisis but relative to everything that's followed it does feel as though um that's the case and and in, in how to get around it I think we've got the right. I still believe and maintain that we've got the right manager and or right coach, whatever you want to call it. And I think we've got we've still got some very very good players. But I do think we it it, it does need freshening freshening up, and we do need we do need to move on some of the players. It's, it's great that we've got you know the rid of the sort of the deadwood, the, the Janssens and the Nkundus finally off the books. Um, but also I think it's got to the point where there are certain other top players real good servants the Spurs over the years who were either too old or don't want to be at the club or uh, perhaps aren't going to improve any any further you know the likes of the Danny Roses Christian Eriksen who did you know in his case um, he, it seems to be that he doesn't want to be at the club and and we need to move them on and, and, and freshen up um, it's going to take time though isn't it and, that, and that's the thing and that's the problem because John you said that it's a tra- we're in a transitional phase but I thought we were in a transitional phase in 2014 and 2015, and I hope that eventually there would be something to show for it. And I don't just mean the great moments like watching the development of Kane and and chasing Leicester and um, those magical moments last season in in the Champions League and getting to a final. All of which I believe I I think are really important. and, And and fans often just think of trophies. Um, they're all important, but unfortunately, we haven't had anything tangible, which tangible being those trophies, and that's a shame. And now we start again. It seems we we we, we yep we've got certain players, Sam Kane, Delhi. They're probably there, Winks for, for the foreseeable. <laughs> but we've got to freshen up in a few other areas, and then you, then you sort of ask the question: Well, how long before will it be another two or three years before we start to see? Um, Fruits uh, 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 of labour, as, as it were. Um, who knows? Football is um, very unforgiving because it's week after week after week after week. You don't rebuild during the summer and come back a stronger side. You have to develop through. And we, you know, we've been saying that Sanchez. You've been saying Sanchez is getting developed in his right back role in some of the games. You don't develop somebody playing in a Champions League game in his position. I'm sorry. Um, but the you, you you can't. There's no pause. There's absolutely no pause. You have to keep going on, and it, it might be that this season, if we get fourth place, we've had a bloody good season considering where we are now. It, uh, it could get worse before it gets a hell of a lot better. Mm. It really could. It, you know, last season was fantastic. We got to a Champions League final, but look what we how we played in other games across the across the last calendar year. Not very well at all. there's nothing rotten at the club and we haven't hit a wall but as Kane said we're making the same mistakes as we did years ago and the players need to wise up they're better than this and they they know better than this and they can do better than this but for some reason they're not and I can't I can't pinpoint that I don't know what that is if I knew what that was I'd be a Premier League manager myself I think it I think it it does need a real injection of quality from the outside and and by that I mean I don't mean Potential like like the the, the Celso's and the Dombele's, Ryan Sessions of of, the, of this world. I'm 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 we we need a player like when we signed Alderweireld, who was an established defender. Um, we I, I tell you who we need a player minutes. like. We need a player like Van der Vaart. 
He said we need a player like you're right. We would all the players that we brought in have been potential. Lasso wasn't known as a world beater. Dombele had a good season for Leon, but wasn't known as a, as a world beater. And that's the that's the kind of players that we need to be buying for the position yeah. that we're in to replace the ones that we're let, letting go. Yeah. Buying players so, with potential isn't good enough. Somebody somebody who can come in from the outside who's at the very least on par, if already, if not better than than than, than some of the players that, that we've got who can come in and say, This is how you do it and everybody looks fuck, look at him, you know, shit, that that's a level I should be that I should be running that that those ten yards extra, just like he does. Look, look at the, look at look at his performance level. Somebody, you know, somebody who can lead by example. Somebody who can occasionally grab players by the scruff of the neck and and, and just you know give them a bollocking if need be. It, it, it's lacking that that at the moment. Um, Sticking with transfers, uh, question from Karim Cronfley. He says, here is the thoughts. Might some of the problem in the squad be that Levy is insisting on too high a price for, for people Poch wants out of the club? Um, so as they are forced to stay, the dark atmosphere surrounding them festers. I think that's a very good point. Uh, I, I said that earlier on, and I, I probably read that in the, uh, in the, in the notes and, 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 and brought it up, but I, I would agree with that. If if Levy's looking for a certain price for players like Ericsson who wants to leave the club, it's going to be a detriment because we're going to end up with players who aren't, don't want to play, don't want to be here. They'll go through the motions of training and won't give 100% on the pitch. Um, how that manifests itself, uh, you know, the performances are down. But even Wanyama, take a hit on whatever we pay for him and just, you know, he, or, or Ericsson, just what's a fair offer for Ericsson? It's not going to be the premium that Levy wants for it. I, I agree with that completely. I agree with that completely. Gilly, uh, very briefly. Yeah, yeah, I'll be very quick. Was on Wanyama the problem that is the wages that they were going to pay the the amount at Bruges? I mean, I think there's a lot of validity in that question, but I don't know if you look at it case by case. Yeah. Well, if it's a question of the wages, then you know that's down to the player. Then and he isn't going to get another deal. Who was the player who famously signed for Chelsea and sat there? Um, Bogart. Is it Bogart? Uh, Bogart, the Dutch. Never fucking played. Sat there and just took the money and never did fuck all. And I, I, I honestly, a, a performance-based pay may be the way forward and the way mm. we see it. I think in the case of Ericsson, because um, that's not wages, presumably, um, you've got to ask yourself why, why if he was so insistent on moving this summer why we couldn't sell him to you know whoever to a, a madrid or a, or a barcelona or whoever else juventus do i say i read somewhere the other day that um a deal had been done for ericsson somebody else at madrid, madrid there were two players madrid had, had, had agreed deals for one of them was Christian ericsson, and then somebody else but um zidane Said no and put his foot down and said I want Pogba, um, and anyway, it didn't it didn't happen and and we're back where where we are. Um, it could be in the case of Ericsson that that maybe he's not that good. I mean he's not playing, <laughs> he's not playing well. I let, let me qualify that. Maybe he he he's a bloody good player, but maybe he's not actually the mm. player that Madrid or Barcelona are seeking. Maybe they no, look yeah, at him and okay. you know we're we're looking for a Neymar. We're looking for yeah he's, he is good. But mm, can I be honest? No. I'd, I'd take I'd take Ericsson over Neymar. I don't I don't really rate Neymar. I don't like Neymar, but, but I, 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 I don't either. But I, I'm just I'm, I'm saying maybe they perceive um, 
other players more no, than they... Yeah, I, no, I, I wouldn't blame Eriks. I wouldn't blame Levy for... Just Levy for Eric. We've been trying to give him a new contract for two years, haven't we? Mm. He wants to go to Real Madrid or Barcelona. We said that we had this discussion last time I was on. Yeah. They won't pay 60 million, 80 million, 150 million, whatever it is for him. We'll see if they'll have him even for nothing next year because you can only have a certain number of players and you're going to have to give him very high wages. And we'll see whether he, in January, is willing to go to, say, a Sevilla or a Madrid or a Roma or something if it's the experience of playing abroad he wants or whether he just wants to play for these two, either of these two elite clubs or mm-hmm. Juve. And otherwise, he's happy to play at Spurs. I mean, but who knows what's going on in his head? That's, to me, that's a failure of the club. If, if as you say, the last two seasons, we, we've been trying to get him to sign a contract. And now we've got to this final season where, let's face it, he, he can go for a free. Uh, he, he could either go at a reduced rate in January... Um, or just on a free transfer next summer, and unfortunately, it means that we've just fallen into the same trap that Arsenal did over, over the yep. years with the likes. I of... think lots of people are going to fall in the same trap because they've got all the power but, now. But it's, it, it seemed for, for, for a number of years we'd we'd been well. The perception was that we'd, we'd been quite savvy and we were getting players on, on on long deals. So if in the event that they did decide to go and we, we couldn't keep them, at least we'd get something back for them. And now we found out, find ourselves unfortunately in a situation where. Potentially, we could lose Vertonghen, um, Alaverald, and Christian Eriksen on, on 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 free transfers. And whilst you might say the other two are you know thirty odd and 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 aging, Christian Eriksen is, is at the peak. He, you know he's what twenty seven. He'll be twenty eight, I think, next summer. Um, he is somebody who, short of the fact that he's he's now in his final year of his contract, if he wasn't in his final year of his contract at the age that he is, he's somebody that you should be able to command a premium for. And potentially we could lose him for not, nothing, and I think that, that's a sad, that's a sad state of affairs. Um, but it, it, it's where we are. Um, I, I, and on the second part of Karim's question, I, I, it's, it's certainly possible that if, if those players are still at the club, then it, it might it might create a, a you know a, a dark atmosphere and an un, un, unhappy ship. I mean, you'd hope, like. To think not. I'd say I'd argue that somebody like, for instance, for instance, Alan Verald, if you look at um, the way he celebrated the goal, funny enough, the one that which was disallowed for uh, the, the, being offside, the VAR one. Um, there was a player who's passionate. There was a player who has been completely professional um, in the time that he's been with us, even though he's been linked to moves away, and there's been, been the uncertainty over that 12, 25 million clause in his contract, etc. So, so I don't know that all the players necessarily have that attitude, but there, there is a perception sometimes that when a player wants out, that he's not 100% committed, and and he might just end up being a bad apple around the club. Um, who knows? Who knows? Oh, there is one one other question in the running, wasn't it? The- Sorry. Like we said, we've said lots of times, it was one of our biggest strengths that team unity. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's a, that's another thing. Which again, you go back to fifteen, sixteen. We had we weren't just fresh and vibrant. We had that team unity, and and I, I wonder if that's now gone. I I I I, I don't know. I, I you know, hopefully we can turn the corner. Hopefully Pochettino can can uh, refresh the squad and 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 I don't just mean in terms of personnel but in terms of ideas and approach and and, and motivate the players and and we can we can turn the corner and and you know if we if we looking at it now I know it's early days but if we can finish again somewhere in the top 4 or or, or third and dare I say it go on a cup run and maybe win a win a cup that would that we would all take that right now 
Well, we'll our rivals that. are in transition as well, like they were last year. That's a bit of a some solace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, there is one more question on the running order, but I will park it for another time. Um, Ed Brad had another question, which was around um, transfers uh, and 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 who who players that we'd like to bring in, but we'll, we'll save that for another time. Um, the next podcast we shall be recording a week today, the day after the Southampton match. Until then, all that's left for me to say is thank you, Gilly. Thank you. Thank you, John. Cheers, guys. And until next time, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out, and we'll talk out over her.